Pastor, Pastor Edgy, and Pastor Sonia, we welcome you guys out. God bless you. We thank you uh, for being here with us tonight. Amen. And uh, we believe God's going to speak to your heart tonight. We really do. Amen. And, and uh, our pastor is not here tonight. That's why I have the privilege and the honor of ministering and preaching. And uh, our, uh, it was our pastor's birthday yesterday. Come on, somebody. It was his birthday. He turned 21 years young. Amen. 21 years young. Uh, but I'm grateful for the man of God in my life. Amen. Uh, you may be seated. You may be seated. Uh, I'm grateful for the man of God in my life. Uh, many of you, if you don't know uh, uh, who I am, uh, uh, um, Pastor Jay, amen, Pastor Jason, and uh, I'm here, you know, just serving alongside with you guys, uh, doing what God called us to do, right? Right here in, in Grand Terrace. Uh, I had the privilege and the honor of uh, 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 pastoring in Chino for uh, a few years or six years, I think, excuse me, I think it was. And, uh, and then we moved to Pomona, and, and God was doing the work there, and then some things happened, and we had to come back, but it's all good in the hood. Amen? It's all good. Amen. It's all good. And uh, uh, we're getting ready for, to, to do whatever God wants us to do. Amen? And at this time in this season, this is where God has me, and this is where I'm at, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what God called me to do here. Are you with me? Uh, I'm going to help my pastor. Amen? Like I said, I'm grateful for our pastor, Pastor Edgy, grateful for him. Uh, again, many of you, if you don't know who I am, again, that's who I, this, I, I'm like the big brother uh, of the ministry. Amen. No, he's got the big brother, he got the big brother, I'm like the big brother of the ministry, amen. Uh, I've been with Pastor now 15, going on 15 and a half years, it'll be 15 and a half years in, in uh, December, in December, amen. And uh, I'm homegrown, came from the home, amen, I started in the home. Oh, amen. The home is, I love the home. Amen. Sometimes I, I was like, man, so, so much simpler back then. So much simpler. Believe me. Believe me. I'm telling you. Believe me. So much simpler. Amen. But I was in the home, and God, it was there that God got a hold of my life, and God got a hold of my heart. Amen. Did some, did some work. Changed me. And it was there that God began to birth the calling in my life and uh, give me uh, destiny, begin to fulfill destiny in my life. And, and uh, here we are 15 years later. Amen. And, and 15 and a half years later, I, I met my wife. Amen. Pastor Sonia's sister, Pastor Danielle. She's out there somewhere. Amen. And met her in the church. And, and uh, uh, you know, and the rest is history. Amen. Now you see my three little ones running around. Sometimes I'm, I'm like, how did I get here? Anybody know what I'm talking about? How, how did all that happen? Amen. But God has been good. God has been good to me. And I, I, I'm really grateful for who God is and what God has done. Amen. And I know you're here today and God's done great things in your life. Can you say amen? God's done great things in your life. And I believe that uh, we all have something to be excited about. We have something to be happy about. Amen. Because we're alive today. God woke us up. Come on. There's breath in our lungs. God has a purpose. And God has a plan for our lives. You believe that tonight? Amen. Amen. Well, it's a blessing to be here with you. It's a blessing to preach and to minister. Uh, uh, you know, I was so used to preaching, you know, saying Sundays and thurs uh, Thursdays. We had church on Thursdays and moved to Wednesdays, but preaching all the time, preaching all the time. And now I've been here uh, going on about, you know, I think we, we came, we started coming in the beginning of the year. And dang, this year's almost over. Anybody ready to trip out? This year's almost over. My goodness. Amen. But uh, uh, we've been here and... Uh, 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 just, just a blessing to be here with you guys, but after having the, you know, preaching, preaching, and I've had some time to just, you know, I preached maybe about five times in the past eight months, which is, you know, ain't nothing wrong with it, amen, uh, uh, take, take the break, amen, but I'm a preacher at heart, I'm a, I'm a preacher, amen, and so I hope that uh, God just ministers to you tonight, and I really believe that he is, I really believe he is, and uh, I, I want to minister on something today that I believe is going to help you, and it's helped me, and 
you know, it, it's going to help us all. It's going to help us all. Anybody come for some help? Maybe just this side. This is, this is the jacked up side. Amen. I'll talk to you guys. Amen. That's all right. But we, you know, we came for some help. We came for some help. We came for, you know, for God to do something in our lives and give us something and leave different. Are you with me? Leaving different. How many want to leave different? How many don't want to leave with a, a greater faith and a, a greater purpose, greater direction? Are you with me? But I believe God's going to speak to our lives, our lives. Amen. And if you have your Bibles, turn with me very quickly to 1 Corinthians, the 16th chapter. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, the 16th chapter of Corinthians. And when you have it, say, I have it, or give me an amen. Uh, just let me know. Talk to me. Talk to me today. Amen. But chapter 16, and we'll be looking at verses 5 through 9, and then we're going to flip to the right. We're going to make a quick right, and we're going to look at chapter 1, and we're going to look at verse 17. Are we all there? The Bible reads like this, and I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. The New Living Translation. And here Paul's writing. Paul's writing this letter, closing it out. But here we go. Verse 5, chapter 16. Paul says, I'm coming to visit you after I have been to Mesodania or Mesodania. For I am planning, someone say planning. This is important. I want you to keep that word in mind. I am planning, he says, to travel through Mesodania. Verse 6 says, perhaps I will stay a while with you, possibly all winter, and then you can send me on my way to my next destination. Verse 7 says, this time, he says, I don't want to just visit for, or, 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 or make a short visit, excuse me, and then go right on. I want to come and I want to stay a while if the Lord will let me. In the meantime, I will be staying here in Ephesus until the festival of Pentecost. There is a wide open door. There's a wide open door for a great work. Some would say great work. There's a wide open door. There's potential. Are you with me? There's, there's potential for God to do something. There's potential for God to move. And he says, there's a wide open door. He says, although. Someone say, although. Although, although it's almost like a but. Amen. You know, but, but, you know, God's going to do but. Or God's got this, oh, there's, there's, there's an opportunity, but. There's, there's, there's a chance for great success, but. He says, although or but, many oppose me. Many Oppose me. Now jump with me now to St. Corinthians, the first chapter. St. Corinthians, the first chapter. And look at verse 17. Verse 17. And we'll bring all of this together in a few, but just look at verse 17. It says, you may be asking why I changed my mind. Do you think I make plans carelessly? Do you think I'm like the people of the world who say one thing and do another? Well, kind of says like that. But who say yes when they really mean no? As surely as God is faithful, our word to you does not waver between yes and no. But let me, I'm going to read. He says, I'm, gonna, I'm paraphrasing. Okay? He says, uh, I didn't change my plan. I didn't change my plan. What I said I wanted to do and what I was going to do, I'm still going to do it is what he's saying. But I didn't change my Plan. He says, when God says yes, it means yes. How many know that? And when God says no, he says it also means 
No. Amen. But this is all going to come together in a few. But let's pray. Father, we come before you. Father, this wonderful evening, Father, we thank you for, God, all that you're about to do within our lives. Father, I pray tonight, God, that I would simply decrease and, God, that you would increase. I pray tonight, God, that you would speak to your people, Father. I pray, God, that you would challenge and, God, that you would just, God, stir faith, Father. I pray that you would do, God, what only you can do tonight, Father. I pray again, God, just have your way in Jesus' name. And all of God's people say, amen. Amen. If you're taking notes tonight, which I encourage, because how many notes are good? But if you're taking notes tonight, I I want to entitle this sermon tonight, Opportunity and Opposition. Someone say that with me. Opportunity Opportunity. and Opposition. Opposition. And the reason I want to talk to you about this tonight, or these two things tonight, because really... When we look at these two things, these two things are two different experiences. How, how, many, how, how many have ever experienced these two different things in life? You've experienced opportunity, right? And you've also experienced what? Some opposition. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I know I have. I know I've experienced opportunity and with God and even outside of the things of God. Amen. But I've also experienced, listen, I've also experienced opposition. Opposition. And my purpose tonight is to preach this to you. Listen, I, want, I, want, I really want us to understand a few things, but I want to get too ahead of myself. But my purpose tonight in preaching this tonight is really to help you, help you the same way it helped me, right? The same way it helped me. But I believe that I, 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 I want to minister this tonight because, listen, sometimes what we expect and what we experience are two different things. What we end up, or what we oftentimes expect and what we oftentimes experience are two different things. I don't know about you, but since I've been serving God, there have been times and in my life serving God that I've expected things to be a certain way. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I expected this to work out. I expected that to work out. I expected them to get uh, uh, well. I expected them to get their healing. I expected the financial breakthrough. Talk to me, somebody, please. I, I, I expected my mom to get saved. I, I expected my son, my son to come to the Lord. I expected, but what we oftentimes expect and experience are two different things. Are you with me tonight? Two different things. Two different things. But what I've learned is really we can't experience one without the other. I know that we would want to. I know that we would like to. And we would like to just have opportunity. And when, I, when I'm talking about opportunity, I'm talking about success and to advance. Come on, somebody. Opportunity. Are you with me? Opportunity. And I, I would love to just have that. I would love to just have success. I would love for things just to work out. I would love for things never to go wrong. I would love for everything to be the way I think it's supposed to be. Are you with me? But again, learn, learned that you can't have one without the other. Look to your neighbor real quick and say, get over it. You can't have one without the other. You can't have one without the other. Amen. I've noticed, listen, that once you are, are what I'm t- we're talking about experience, but once you are uh, having this experience, you cannot experience, or what I'm trying to say is you cannot experience one without the other. And what I mean by that is when you have exp- uh, opportunity, when you experience opportunity, or that, 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 that to advance and to succeed, 
What comes right after opportunity is opposition. Is opposition. And anybody know what I'm talking about today? Amen. But I want us to leave this place understanding that they go hand in hand. They really do. They go hand in hand. Amen. I've noticed over the years, listen, I've been serving God just a little bit, not too long. I really don't think it's been that long, amen. I really believe that I'm just scratching the surface, amen, when it comes to, uh, you know, my walk with God and serving God. But what I've noticed over the years is that a lot of times we don't want opposition. We don't want it. We want success, but we don't want opposition, We want things to be perfect, but we don't want things to go wrong. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We want a good marriage, but we don't want the problems that come with marriage. We, we, come on, somebody. We don't, we don't want opposition. We, we want our kids to, be, uh, to behave themselves, but we don't want things to ever go wrong. Are you with me? We, we don't. We, it's, it's, it's almost like it's just that's, that's in us. We just don't want things to go wrong. We'll take the blessing. I'll take the good. I'll take the good. I'll take the good. But, Lord, you can save the bad. Keep the bad. I don't want the bad. Are you with me? Am I talking to anybody or just myself today? If I had a choice, I'd say, God, you, you know, just, 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 just bless me, God. Just bless me. Just bless me, Lord. Just make sure everything goes wonderful. Make sure everything goes good. Make sure nothing uh, uh, doesn't fall apart, God. I, I, you catch what I'm saying? I just, I, just, I just want the good, not the bad. Not the bad. Are you with me? But again, it doesn't work that way. I've noticed that a lot of Christians today, listen, a lot of Christians today have this mindset or this, this, this way of thinking that they think that nothing's ever supposed to go wrong. Nothing, no, no, it's not supposed to go wrong. No, you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever met a Christian that when they begin to experience some things in life and then they, they have this way about them that they kind of, they kind of give off like, like it's not supposed to happen to them? No, it's not this, it's supposed to happen to me. It can happen to you. It can happen to you. It can happen to you. It can happen to you, but not me. No, I don't want this to happen to me, not me. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? We don't want, the, we don't want bad things to happen. And then when they do, again, we, we, we just, what's, what's going on? Why is this happening to me? God, what's going on, God? I thought everything was supposed to go okay and everything was supposed to work out. I I didn't know she was going to turn out like that. I didn't know he was going to turn out like that. I didn't know I was going to be broke. Come on, somebody. I got what is going on. I didn't know that there was going to be some extra zeros in my account and not in the good way. Come on, somebody. I, I, I didn't know that my light was going to get turned off. I didn't know that the gas was going to get turned off. I didn't know that I was going to open my fridge and have no food in the fridge. God, what is going on? Has anybody been at that place? We have this confused look, this lost look, this... So much here, it really is. I don't have time. Jesus help me. But I love in First Peter chapter four. And please, somebody just keep time, time me. Or we got a yeah, brother back there. Thank you. He's all time. God, I'll thank you. Amen. But First Peter chapter four. You can just turn there. But First Peter chapter four. Here's a familiar verse. Peter, I love Peter. Peter, Peter, Peter just says things like it is. But Peter tells us. He tells us not to think it's strange. 
When you begin to go through your trials, your fiery trials, your circumstances, your issues, your problems, uh, don't think it's strange. <sighs> Are you with me? I've been at that place in my life. I've looked at things in my life and experiences in my life, and I've said, God, what is going on and why me? Are you with me? But I've also learned a few things over the years. I've also learned that, listen, when it comes to opposition and it comes to experience, again, them going hand in hand, one of the things that I've learned is that, listen, many times we want God's promises without God's process. I want God's blessing, but I don't want to have to go through anything to get it. And I, I, I have to be truthful with you. I really do. I know that some people and others may not be truthful and tell you things or people that you may know and catch what I'm saying. But truthfully, listen, I want you to know that there is things that you will have to go through. You cannot experience the promises of God, come on somebody, without going through the process. I know that you would like to jump from A to Z, amen, without going through the rest of the alphabet, but you just can't. Someone say, someone say you got to go through the process. You got to go through the process. You, you have to go through the process. You can't go around it. You can't escape it. Come on, somebody. You can't run from it. You have to go through the process. Are you with me? I know that we want to run. I know that we want to quit. I know that we want to throw in the towel, but we've got to stay in the process. I've also learned that we cannot experience, listen, God's power or God's provision without some pain in our lives. Let me tell you why. Because the pain is there for a reason. It is there for a reason. Someone says there for a reason. God will use the pain. God will teach us through the pain. There's so much there. It is there for a reason. But I want you to know that we really can experience the power of God and the provision of God within our lives without pain. Because it's in our pain, come on, when God shows up and reveals himself the most. How, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life when I've been hurt and I've gone through some things and I've been at a place in my life experiencing pain and experiencing discomfort. Come on, somebody. Experiencing all that, those things that I'm talking about. And it was in those times, I'm going to say those times, when God, listen, showed up and began to reveal his power and began to reveal his provision. Come on, somebody. So, Listen, we've got to understand this tonight so that when problems come, come on, somebody, you don't run from them, but you embrace them. But God will use, listen, pain. God will use pain. God will use, listen, things. God will use the discomfort. God will use, come on, somebody, the opposition. God will use it to fulfill his purpose. Are you with me? And we've got to become aware of this. Listen, we really do. We've got to become aware of this as, as believers and as Christians. Not, not, not when things go wrong like it's not supposed to happen, but be aware of it. Someone say, be aware of it. Be aware of it. Be aware of it. And what I mean by that 
is that when it comes, you're saying, oh, this is, this is part of the process. It's all, it's all good. It's all going to be all right. God's going to show up. God's going to work it out. God's going to do it. Uh, you catch what I'm saying. Now, we don't want to get too ahead of myself, but we've got to be aware. As Christians, we have to learn to deal with the opposition that comes in our lives. We have to learn to deal with it. Are you with me? We have to learn, listen, to approach opposition with a different mindset, with a different attitude. Are you with me? We really do. We really have to approach it, listen, with, with, with not our own wisdom and not our own thinking and not our own way of doing things, but really the way that God would desire us to deal with it. God doesn't want us to run from it, but God wants us to embrace it. Are you with me? God doesn't want us to quit, but God wants us, God, God wants us to let it do its job. Are you with me? Opposition. Now, opposition comes from many places, comes from many, many different places. How I many know opposition comes from all, all over the place? It comes from the workplace. How I many got a little opposition at the workplace? No? Okay. Opposition in the church, opposition outside the church. Come on. Opposition comes in all shapes and sizes. Yes, it does. It comes in all different ways. It comes in all different ways. It comes from the devil. How many know the devil is, is one of the main ones that opposes you any time and every time that you want to do what, you know, what God has called you to do? Nobody know what I'm talking about? You ever decide to say, I know I'm going to do what God called me to do. I'm not going to do I'm, I'm, You catch what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, the enemy throws everything he can at you. Kitchen sink, uh, bathroom sink, bathroom tub. Everything throws at you. It comes in all different ways. But what I want you to know, again, that God will use it. Amen. God will use it. God will use it. God will use it. Someone say, God use it. God use it. Opposition. But here in chapter 16 of 1 Corinthians... Here we see the Apostle Paul. And here we see the uh, Apostle Paul. Paul is beginning to close out this letter. I'm just trying to get into this text and you know, break it down for you and get some context. But here we see, listen, the Apostle Paul, he's writing this letter. He's finishing off to the Church of Corinthians. Are you with me? He's there. He's talking about his stay in Ephesus. And he's talking about coming back to visit uh, or to visit uh, the, the Mesodanian church. And, you know, he has all these grand plans and he wants to do this and he wants to do that. Are you with me? And Paul begins to share with us, uh, listen, as he's closing out this letter, how God opened the door. God opened the door. God opened the door, and it was a great door. Are you with me? He was there in Ephesus. He was planning ch the church. He was doing what God had called him to do. And he says, there's a great door that God has opened. God can move in, in, in this place. God can do great things in this place. Are you with me? Paul, uh, Paul recognized the potential for success. Are you with me? Again, he calls it a wide open door. But one of the things that we must notice is although Paul, this is, Paul is aware of the potential and the success, he also recognizes, listen, that there will be adversaries. There will be opposition. Are you with me? He recognized it. Not only is this God, God's going to do something, he said, but it, you know what? I'm going to have a lot of problems at the same time. You ever, I, I know that God's going to bless me. I know that God's going to make a way, but it's going to be one heck of a fight. 
No. Any, anybody ever been in a good fight? I'm talking about, yeah, yeah, and sometimes, listen, serving God, we have to just know that. We have to approach things like that. And you know what, man, I'm, God, I'm believing you, God. I am trusting you, God. I, I'm going to step out in faith. I'm going to do what you call me to do. And I know it's not going to be easy. I know every day is not going to be wonderful and everything is not just going to work out like I want it to. Are you with me? But God, I, I'm going to ready myself for the fight. I'm going to ready myself, come on somebody, to get, to get down with the devil. Are you with me? I'm going to ready myself. So Paul recognizes, listen, that the door is open. It's a wide open door, great, great success, potential for success. But also recognizes and is aware that, listen, problems do, or problems will come right after. Problems will come right after. Amen. How many are catching this with me? Now, when I was reading this, I, I wondered how come Paul just didn't include, or how come Paul just didn't say, hey, God's, God's, God's going to bless us, and there's a great, op-, you know, you catch what I'm saying, God's just going to bless us, and praise the Lord, and thank you, Jesus, and that's it. But do you ever know, I, I, I thought, I'm reading this, and I'm like, why did Paul seem to put that in? He, he made it a point to add that. He made it a point to share with the church, to share with the body of believers, are you with me, that opposition will come too. Problems will come too. It's going to get hard sometimes. It's going to get rough some days. You're not, are you with me? He, he, he made it a point, now I really believe this is important. He made it a point, listen, to bring that out. He really did. He made it a point to bring that out there in chapter 16. Are you with me? So as we get into chapter 1 of 2 Corinthians, now really sometimes to get a real understanding of what's taking place, we got to read some chapters before, I mean after, and really read some chapters, or before and after, let me just say it like that. We, we got to read what's kind of going on, before, as he's closing this letter, and then kind of what's going on on the second part of this letter. Are you with me? But Paul, in 2 Corinthians, the second book of Corinthians, we, we find in this uh, first chapter and second chapter, we find that Paul begins to write about his experience and how his experience was different, or excuse me, about his experience, but about how what he expected, again, was different than what he experienced. Okay? You with me? This is what Paul begins to share. Because remember, I read two verses to you. Paul says what? I got a plan. How many of you have ever had a plan and then that plan just not work out? No? I had a plan. I had a plan. I had many plans. Let me say that. I had many plans. I told God, I told God my plan. Sometimes like, oh, that was your plan? Okay. Oh, that wasn't my plan. No? I've had plans. I've had plans. I remember when I got, after I ran the home for five years, and then I remember I had this grand plan. I was going uh, to gra- oh, graduate the home. I was going to finish the home, and I was still going to be in the home, and uh, not be in the home. I was going to work for the home, and I was going to go every, get up at five in the morning and go to the home and run the home, and then go home and walk in and say, hey, honey, I'm home, and how was your day? Oh, it was great, honey. It was wonderful. It was awesome. It was, praise the Lord. We, we had Bible study. We had prayer, and God got a hold of our lives, and God got a hold of our hearts. 
And that was my plan. That was my plan. Are you with me? And then all of a sudden, my plan uh, uh, didn't turn out like that. Pastor said, uh, Jason, uh, uh, thank you, and you were great and awesome and mighty, but now it's time for somebody else. Didn't say it like that, but that's how I think it is. And now it's time for somebody else. And so Manuel uh, Marcial at the time, he was the one that was under, uh, 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 I don't want to call him um, assistant director. He used to call himself assistant director. But anyway, anyway, he comes and he runs the home afterward. Are you with me? And there I am like a deer in front of the headlights. Like what is going on? And pastor not only said not do the home, amen, help me here, here. And then I remember he said, go get a job. I said, uh-huh. I said, read job? What? Read what? What? No, he said, go get a job. I said, all right. Yes. Are you with me? I've had plans and them not work out. I plan to be in Pomona, pastoring the church. Come on, somebody. But God has a different plan. Are you with me? Because who knows? I got maybe Pomona's just not where God wants me. Who knows? Amen. But God has a different plan. I want you to understand that, that that's the way it works. Sometimes you can have a plan and God, listen, have a different plan. Are you with me? It's, it's, it's the way it works. But listen, here is Paul. He has a plan. He had the plan to stay there in Ephesus. He had the plan to do what God had called him to do. He had the plan. He tells them, I'm going to go back and I'm going to visit you guys. I'm going to visit you. Amen. But we find again that his plan, there was, there was, some, there was some changes that took place with his plan. Are you with me? And so we find that he is writing now about this experience. Amen. He writes about a lot in chapter 1 and all of chapter 1 and in chapter 2. But he really is writing about his experience and really sharing with us about how things don't work out. Like, like you want them to at times. Excuse me. Like you want them to at times. Are you with me? And then how we are to respond and what we are to do in, 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 when that happens. Are you with me? Uh, Paul preaches from his experience, experience. There's nothing wrong with experience. Are you with me? There's nothing wrong with experience. Many of us today, you're here today, you've experienced some things, you've gone through some things, you've battled some things, right? There's nothing wrong with experience. I tell you right now, I'd rather be around somebody that's, that, that's been through some things. Are you with me? I'd rather have an experienced mechanic than an unexperienced mechanic. Are you with me? And on the home, we have some part changers. Like, you mechanic, they're like, yeah, okay, do this, do this, and then find out afterward whatever, you got extra pieces, and they don't know what the alternator went back, and, the, you know, find out they were uh, part changers and not, really didn't have the experience. Are you with me? But experience is not a bad thing. I want you to understand that. Many of us today have gone through things, amen. And just because you've gone through some things doesn't make you a bad person. Are you with me? Doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't, 
Come on. It doesn't. It doesn't mean you're, you might be a flaw. You might got some issues. You might have you missed the mark. Come on, somebody. You might have you, you, we, we all have experience. Are you with me? But it's okay if you have experience. Are you with me? I like experienced people. I'm telling you. Amen. There's nothing wrong with experience. I, I'd rather listen to somebody with experience. Are you with me? I want to get next to somebody. You got, you, you've been there? Come on, somebody. You've been there. You've been there. You've been there. You've been there. Come on. You've been in a hard place in your life, and, and God's the... Are, are you with me? Paul speaking of his experience. His experience. Are you with me? And Paul begins to share this experience with you and I. Paul begins to share this experience because he shares, he's sharing this experience because he learned through the experience. See, sometimes we just experience, but we don't learn nothing. Sometimes we just go through things, but we don't, we don't learn nothing. We don't, you know, you're going through it again, again, you're going through it again, I'm going through it again, you're going through it again, I'm going through it again, I'm going through it again, I'm going through it, you don't know what I'm talking about, you're running, you're like, I'm going through that, my goodness, pray Jesus. But sometimes we go through things we don't we don't learn. Listen, I don't want to, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have experiences. But can I can I, can I tell you something? Don't just go through things. You're gonna go through things. That's pretty much what I'm telling you. Go don't just go through them, but grow through them. Yeah. Grow through them. Right? Go through them. Now now, just grow through them. Tell your neighbor, grow. Grow through them. Tell your neighbor, grow through them. Now, we should care of your neighbor. Amen. I know they they just look like that. Hallelujah. But Paul is sharing his experience because he learned, and his hope is that we learn, is that we learn. Are you with me? But what Paul learned, if I may, what Paul learned, and real quick, is Paul learned that there was purpose to the pain. There was purpose to the opposition. There was a reason. There was, there was a reason why. You know, God wants to do something. God, God's trying to do something. God's trying to show me something. God's, are you with me? Sometimes we don't, we don't ever look at our experiences, like things we go through like that, right? Sometimes we think God's mad at me. God hates me. People hate every, No, sometimes what, what is God trying to do? What is God trying to show me? And so Paul is really showing us here. In, in the first chapter, we find that Paul writes about the comforter and, and just for the sake of time, how... Uh, God, you know, God, God sends the comfort, excuse me, the spirit of God to comfort us. Are you with me? Well, let me read it. Let me just read it. Just, just look at verse 3. Look at verse 3 of chapter 1 of 2 Corinthians. It says, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, God is merciful. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. So uh, this, when I'm just reading this, I'm like, okay, he's experienced some stuff. <laughs> some stuff has happened. He's experienced some hurt, some pain, some, some are you with me? And so he's saying, he comforts us in the times of trouble. Listen, he comforts us in all of our trouble, in the times of trouble. He says, so that we can comfort others. So we can comfort others. Can I just stop real quick and say this? That some of the experiences that you experience are not just for you. They may have been designed for you, and you may have known gone through it, but it's not just 
for you. There are some things that I went through recently in my own life, me and my wife. And some of you know, man, we were jumping around hotel to hotel, not because it was conference. Can, can you say amen? <laughs> not because it was conference, amen, but because we're waiting for something to fall through, waiting for God to move, waiting for God to open the door. Are you with me? And I'll tell you, it was an experience, and it was, it was, it was a season of time. And many, there's more. There's more to my season, my story, believe me. But there, 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 it was a season and a time where I said, man, I don't want to go through this. Come on, somebody. I don't, I don't want this to happen. I, I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to experience this. But what I've learned is some of the things that I have gone through are not just for me. Are you with me? I've experienced them so that I can stand before you today and let you know, come on, somebody, that what God has done for me, God can do for you. Come on, somebody. You see me up here preaching today. I wasn't always a preacher. Come on, somebody. But what God has done for me, God is doing for you. I can sit up here and tell you today that my marriage is better off than it was a year ago or two years ago. But I can, I can tell you that, listen, from what experience. Are you with me today? Letting you know that God is good. I can tell you what it is to not have any money in my bank account. I can tell you what it is to have checks bounce more times than, than, than you want them to bounce. Come on, somebody. I, I've experienced disappointment. I've experienced hurt. I've experienced, come on, let down. I've experienced betrayal. I've experienced some things. Amen. But some of the things I've experienced, they're not just for me. Are you with me? I think that when we start getting to a place and we're like, oh, you God, I don't want to go through this and God, not me. God. I believe sometimes it's, 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 it's really from a place of selfishness. Oh, man, there's so much here, so much here. But look, let's, let's continue. It says, he goes, we were troubled. He goes, we were troubled when they are, uh, excuse me, verse, verse 4. He goes, uh, so that we can comfort others. He goes, when they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort that God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God showers us with his comfort through who? Christ. Listen, even when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your comfort and for your salvation. He says, for when we ourselves are comforted, we will certainly comfort you. Then you can patiently endure the same things we suffered. Didn't I just say that? Come on, somebody. In, in a nutshell, so that you can endure uh, the same thing, the same suffering. Come on, somebody. You've seen God bring me through it. You've seen God make a way for me. And you, you'll know that God will do it for you. And we are confident, listen, that as you share in the suffering, you also share in the comfort.